Drake and Kendrick Lamar have been lobbing some serious accusations at each other. You've probably heard the diss tracks and wondered, what's just a low blow and what's actually criminal? I'm Brittany Luce, host of It's Been a Minute from NPR, and I'm getting into what's art and what's worthy of criminal investigation and who those accusations hurt the most. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. South Carolina is holding its GOP primary today. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley has revised her thoughts on in vitro fertilization, days after saying she considers embryos babies. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled this week that embryos are children, causing clinics to pause IVF procedures. NPR's Danielle Kurtzleben has more. On NBC's Saturday Today show, Haley said this about potential legislation to keep in vitro fertilization available. If they need to do legislation to fix it, that's fine. But I don't want states to have knee-jerk reactions to where they insert government into these conversations between doctors and parents. In a Friday campaign speech, former President Donald Trump called on Alabama legislators to preserve access to IVF. The IVF debate is part of an ongoing GOP struggle over reproductive rights since the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Since then, Haley has said she'd sign a federal abortion ban. Trump has continually avoided a firm stance on a federal abortion ban. Danielle Kurtzleben, NPR News, Columbia, South Carolina. Allies of the late Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says his remains have finally been returned to his family following a public standoff with the Russian authorities over the fate of his body. Navalny died just over a week ago under mysterious circumstances in a remote Arctic prison. NPR's Charles Maines reports from Moscow. According to Navalny's political team, Russian officials in the Arctic town of Salikhard released the opposition leader's body to his mother Ludmila Navalny Saturday evening. The decision ends a week-long standoff during which Navalny accused officials of threatening to desecrate her son's body if the family didn't agree to a secret funeral. It also follows an online campaign calling on President Vladimir Putin to abide by his professed Orthodox Christian faith and intervene. Supporters argued the delay in the release of Navalny's remains was an attempt to cover up evidence of Navalny's murder, a charge the Kremlin denies. Still unclear is whether or when Russian authorities might allow a public funeral to be held. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. It was two years ago today that Russia launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. The G7, the seven largest developing democracies, issued a statement to reaffirm its unwavering support for Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said that Ukraine will join NATO. It's not a question of if, but of when. He said helping Ukraine beat Russia is a matter of NATO's own security. Two-thirds of Britain's junior doctors have begun a five-day strike. Villa Marks reports. Hospital executives have warned this strike will cause significant disruption to services, with half of the country's hospital doctors on strike through Wednesday. Pay talks collapsed in December, and there remains a significant gulf between the government and the British Medical Association Union, with junior and middle-level doctors demanding a 35% pay raise versus the 9% they're receiving this year. Villa Marks reporting. This is NPR News. U.S. military pharmacies are processing prescriptions manually after a cyber attack this week. United Health's technology unit first reported trouble on Wednesday. It's not clear when the problems will be resolved. TRICARE, the military's main health care program, says it's disconnected its systems to protect patient information. A tribal community in Arizona is celebrating the legacy of Ira Hayes today with a powwow and flyover. The Native American veteran helped raise the U.S. flag on the island of Iwo Jima almost 80 years ago. 
From member station KJZZ, Gabriel Pietrazio reads more. Ira Hayes was a Pima who came from the Gila River Indian community just south of Phoenix. Born in 1923, he attended the Phoenix Indian School, Arizona's only non-reservation boarding school, before he enlisted in the Marine Corps and got deployed to the Pacific Theater. It was there that Hayes was captured in the iconic image that propelled him into national consciousness. Sadly, Hayes died in 1955 at the age of 32, but his legacy also inspired well beyond his death, captured at one point in a folk song performed by Johnny Cash. For NPR News, I'm Gabriel Pietrazio in Phoenix. The Florida Man Games take place in St. Augustine today. About a dozen teams compete in events such as mud wrestling, dueling with pool noodles, and evading arrest by running away from sheriff's deputies. The Florida Man website says actual deputies are involved in that event. The games highlight the state's reputation for bizarre news stories that usually lead with a Florida man. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.